Live from New York, it's the show that is going to see Wemby in the garden tonight. Yeah, can't All three wait. of us. I will yeah. be available to take pictures with any fans <laughs> of you guys. I'll just be the photographer. <laughs> it's embarrassing. No one ever recognizes me. It's first things first. Today, Professor Broussard listens to Dak's latest quote and delivers his first mid-season report yep, card. Yep. Very windy in Dallas. Meanwhile, if the Undertaker meme was a segment, must win is back. It is. And finally, My have the Chiefs debate. reclaimed their rightful position on the top of the committee's tiers. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Yep. It's not just Nick. No, it's, it's, Nick full right. it's a full committee. Yeah. But were they high on the Chiefs after a dismal performance? A dismal performance that Brew picked them to lose and they won and they were up 21 nothing at halftime? I don't, you know, we must have different definitions of dismal. How many, and that's why you're not on the committee. Let's just get to the show. How many yards did they Let's just get to the half? show. Oh, I'm sorry, Wilder. I thought you 48? said the wins business. I like Now it. you're in the no second half. No touchdowns, no points. No style points over there <laughs> from this frou-frou group of we gentlemen. We start with Dak's confidence. Cowboys lost. But after outgaining the Eagles by over 100 yards and being just a few inches from several game-changing plays, Dak yeah. is feeling confident. Take a listen. At this point about proving, we proved this, we proved that. We know who we are and we know that we can play and we know that we have uh, what it's going to take, but we've just got to go do it. And uh, a game like that when it's so close, yeah, it sucks. Uh, it sucks, it hurts, it hurts today just the same as it did after the game. Um, and you're just really ready to start your process on, on New York to, to take those things. Uh, from last game and move forward, but yeah, nothing fun about losing. Not not a lot of, as I said, no moral victories in, in this thing at all. And um, ready and hungry to, to you know get back to work. Thank you. I like that. Why do I think he's been watching all the commentary about them being happy about uh -huh. a moral victory? He was locked in though. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. All right, Brew, can you give the Cowboys pushed. a mid-season grade? Oh. I'll get to the Cowboys, <laughs> but first let me start with Mr. Cowboy, Micah Parsons. Okay. All right. Micah Parsons, job well done, my man. You get an A+. Plus. Wow. Not for his play, which has been oh, fine, here we go. but for your podcast. Okay. It is outstanding. Talk about open. Talk about honest, transparent, true. blunt, objective. Philly's better than us. We're not in the top five. Like, he does, it's like he forgets he's a player. I don't know if it's great for the locker room, but it is awesome for the audience, my man. Micah, take a bow. All right, now to the Cowboys. Take a bow. Oh, take, wow. Take a bow. That, now to the Cowboys. Yeah. There's been some good. Yes, yeah. No one treats a tomato can like the Cowboys. I, if you're a weakling and you step into the stadium with Dallas, they are going to hand it to you. There's no, no, they don't let you hang around, no. get confidence like the Chiefs, like the Eagles. You know, they, none of that. They squash you from the junk. Yeah, muscle All right, up. I like that. And, and the F game against Arizona, it happens, all right? It's inevitable for the Cowboys, but this is the NFL. Chiefs have had an F game. San Francisco's had a couple. Yeah. Uh, uh, Philadelphia had one. They lost. So, yep. it, it happens. I'm not even going to hold that against them. But let me get to the team. Please. The problem is when they face the big boys. San Francisco and Dallas. Whether it's getting knocked out early by the Niners or whether it's just self-inflicted wounds when the Eagles are trying to give you the game. Trying to give it to you with all these penalties, and you have your own false start, your own delay of game, your own inopportune sack that you allow to happen. All right, all of that mess, bad clock management. Where have we seen that before? Oh, any big game with the Cowboys, it seems. All right, so that is the problem. And look, guys, when I was growing up in Cincinnati, <laughs> was that's first, where you grew up? I was up? a first grader. Oh. That's one of the places. <laughs> oh, okay. First grade. There was like a third grade guy, third, fourth grade, who was, you know, my man, my friends were hanging with him, and we looked up to him. He was tough. Like He's tougher than us. Yeah. You know, he was uh, uh, cooler than us. You know, he, he was we, wittier than us at that point. And we just, you know, we really thought he was tough. Yeah. yeah. And then one day we're hanging out, playing around, and his older brother and his friends come up, uh -oh. and they start teasing. The tough guy. The third, tough third the, the, grader. Yeah, the third grader. You know, no, nothing crazy but right. teasing yeah. him, treating he's him like a little crying. brother, yeah, you know. Crying, and then we realized he ain't that tough. Well, we never looked at him the same okay. way again. <laughs> so, and that, my friends, is the Cowboys. Uh -huh. All right? 
You're not that tough no. when the big brothers come around, so I'm going to give you a B. Okay. I knew this is for Wait. brother. Wait. Little brother. Okay. You're the little brother, Cowboys. The Eagles, okay. the Niners, okay. the Chiefs, the Ravens. They're the big brothers. Okay. This is you. So That's I, you. You're going to be. All right. So I, can I, <laughs> if you had to give them an actual letter grade, yeah, it would be a B, B, right? right okay. There, the, the so I am anticipated that. I agree with you. They deserve But you got banners? But I think it's misleading. (laughs) I think right now they are a B student, but they started off the year barely passing. And now they are trending in a great direction, but it's only enough to bring their average up to a B. Because what grade did you did you give the them for the Eagles? No, for the Eagles game. game. When you gave them the grade, wasn't it a B plus? Yeah, B plus. B, Am I, B, yeah, B, B minus. Oh, you gave Dak a B plus, and you gave the team a, a B minus. It, the, the last three tests they've taken, they got an A on the Chargers test, and the Chargers are not a weakling. They're not a great team, but they're not a weakling. Now. They're a team that we think right. might make the playoffs. They got an A-plus in the Rams game. The Rams are on the weaker side of teams, no doubt about it. And I thought a solid B in the Eagles game. They are trending in the right direction. And the question for the Cowboys is, can they continue trending in this direction, not have any slip-ups in the next few weeks, no F games against the weak opponents they have coming up, before the midterms, which are Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Mm. Detroit, heading into the finals, to continue this belabored analogy, which will be the postseason. And so I agree that right now they're a B student, but you feel like right now San Francisco's a B student, but why? They they had a perfect score through the first quarter, and then they failed their last few exams, and all of a sudden it has brought them down. So all B students, if you will, are not created equal, and I was encouraged to a degree by their performance in the Eagles game. I do think it was a step in the right direction for a team that has not proven it can win those games against the best of opponents, and the fact that it was – either Dak stepping out on the inch line or the, the play at the short, goal line, yep. that they were, they, there were self-inflicted wounds at the very end of the game. I thought the drive where Shoemaker caught the pass was more bad fortune than bad play by sure. them. And so I think, yeah, I agree with your grade, but I don't think it's as negative as it would appear because I think it's trending in the right direction. You know what they also called it? What? A moral victory. That's not a moral victory. No, everything you just the, described for the is, last two well, minutes was a moral well, victory. Well, let me ask a question. That's okay. They got well, close. Remember how close we were? Right, right. Stepped on the line. If yeah. we hadn't and stepped the referee, on the line. That's an odd call. Okay, you know, but no, we were, I was if, encouraged because they hung yes, around. Yeah. Because if I may, and I so think you a, agree with me here. What's wrong with that? Wait a moment. I think you agree with me here. The goal, everything for the Cowboys will be determined by how they do in the postseason. Because why, Brew? What are they? They're They're an an S-Bob team. team. So right now, if they were 8-0, would they have accomplished anything in regards to that? No. They would still have to prove it in the postseason. Yes, but they would still. if, If we are judging the Cowboys based on, are they going to, for the first time under McCarthy, not have a disappointing end of the season? I would view that as not a moral victory stance as a are they trending in the right direction towards what will be the only test that matters. The only thing Brew is going to judge the Cowboys on is how they do in the playoffs. If they were 15-2 and two and lost in the divisional oh, it, round, it wouldn't, be you, it wouldn't matter. And if they were 9-8 and eight in the last team in and made the Super Bowl, it would be the best season in 30 years. That's all he's going to judge it on. So I'm going to ask the question of are they trending towards a better postseason than the one that, that they had. Yeah, they're trending. Except at the end of the game, again, it was the they're same old right. bad clock management. They're trending. I didn't think clock management killed them against delay the Eagles. Of game. Well, the I mean, well, it, it delay of game, that's a penalty. Yeah, clock management, sure. That's, okay, we're no. determining it different ways. Don't Go ahead. Uh, Jerry Jones weighed in on Dak's performance where he did throw for three touchdowns, 374 yards, and delivered the best passer rating of his career in games that the team lost. So, a little tricky, but still. Here's Jerry. I'll take, I don't like it, but I'll take where we are right now as a chance to get where we want to go this year, and that would be to the top game. We should be able to get there if Dak will play games like that. Now, I know that's maybe a little uh, different thing to hear from me, but if Dak can have those kinds of games, we can, I think, get where we want to be this year. Okay, did Dak prove anything in the loss, bro? 
No. And I'm starting to get a bit offended on Dak's behalf. Everybody's sitting here at... Dak was phenomenal. Dak was outstanding. It wasn't Dak's fault. Did you see how well Dak played? As if Dak's a scrub. I'm not surprised when Dak plays well. Nick, he's thrown for 370 yards plenty of times. Mm -hmm. He's thrown for three touchdowns plenty of times, and he certainly played well against the Eagles. And as you've emphasized, Jalen Hurts or not, that defense is the same. He's had good games against them. But it, so I'm not surprised that Dak did that. And, and the thing was, at the end, the things that hurt, like at the end of the game, you know, everybody kind of is patronizing Dak and totally saying he agree. played well. And they're not, they're not, they're letting it slide that they had a delay of game that you can blame on him somewhat and McCarthy somewhat. They're letting it slide that I pointed out him missing Brandon Cooks wide open sure. in the end zone it was, it was when he went to Schumacher. Sure. They're, they're missing that he missed Jake Ferguson wide open on fourth and eight early in the fourth quarter Tolbert. when he went to Tolbert. So that I hold that to a higher standard, and I'm See, just so shocked everybody is saying, but, oh, Dak was great. But, but hold on. The, the wow. thing Dak needed to prove, Nick, was not that he could throw for 350 to 400 yards. It was to prove that he can beat a good team or, you know, one of these top teams. That's what we want to see. And right. Dak didn't do that in some regard because so, of some of the mistakes that he made, even though overall he had a good game. So I, I don't think he proved anything to me. I'm not surprised that Dak goes out and has a good game. A little bit, I agree with you. A little bit of the hypothetical world. Yeah. If Dak got substituted for any other quarterback or the top-tier quarterbacks, and those top-tier quarterbacks were in the same situation, we need to score a touchdown, I'm at the six-yard line, and you end up losing the game because you get pushed back to the 26-yard line, 27-yard well, line. If, if that happened to Mahomes, hair on fire. Right. Joe Burrow, if it happened to Josh Lamar, Allen. Josh Allen, you would be loose. You would be dropping banners from here to Dusty. <laughs> but it happened to Dak, and we're like, you know what? Right. Pretty good. Right. We act like it did Good that. job, Dak. Okay. That's so what I'm I think the, they started that drive with less than 45 seconds left on their own side of the field, right? Yeah. So I think the context of it, I agree with you in, I guess, the theory of once they got to the six-yard line, butchering it from there. But they, they also needed, now you can say it was the big chunk play was a DPI. Once yeah. I, and then the rough in the passer. I, I, I understand that, but they were not, at no point in that sequence were they the favorites to win the game. And, and so now once they you got down to the six, shots from once the you, six. No, once you, I'm sorry, saying the sequence leading up to that. Once oh, okay. you got to the six, I agree with you, which is why it wasn't a perfect game. But here's what I do think Dak proved, which is something that we argued about in the week leading up to. Can I, that, sorry, no, I'm go. Interrupt. I'm go, Wilds. No. But you're saying it's not a perfect game when you have four shots from the six-yard right. okay, line but so, to win it. Like, but, you know what? And, and not these perfect. close games, Nick, but if it was Josh the Allen, a disaster is tiny. Hold you know that. But that is – But the, okay, so then uh, instead of me answering the question, which is I think he proved he cooks the Eagles secondary, he's done it his entire career, he's done it no matter who – I know you cared that last year he hung 40 when Jalen didn't play. He – if they play again, you expect Dak to play well. Yeah. And they, they, so I think that's what he proved. Mm -hmm. But the question I would would love to have you guys answer is what where are where is Dak Prescott in your guys mind's eye in the quarterback hierarchy because this is I think the same argument we end up having with about Trevor Lawrence to a degree which is you you guys say I wildly overrate him but you guys both think he's one of the seven or eight best quarterbacks in football. Like, whenever I name name, and I'm like, well, I have sure. him fifth. And yeah. you're like, we're not into Trevor like you. I have him seventh. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we talking? So, yes, you are correct that Dak Prescott escapes some criticism that Joe Burrow, Mahomes is almost post-criticism, right. that Josh Allen, and I think that's the list. Lamar? I, look. You hold on. So you think there are, that there is a lot of Lamar didn't come through for us? In if those Lamar moments? was in that situation with four shots from the six, Wait, really? and he didn't get the job okay. done, to be like, you know, that's why he doesn't have hold success on, in the no, playoffs. Wait a second. Wait, 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 I wait, agree with. You. I don't wait, think Lamar. Wilds, he was Wilds. We saw Lamar this year play the Indianapolis Colts in a game in overtime. He had four possessions uh, right around midfield. Any of which a field goal wins the game. Mm. They went over four, and you know why you don't remember it? Because we didn't talk about it. Uh, so this idea right. that so it, right. it's like you guys want. 
I just feel like at times it there is the why doesn't Dak Prescott get the criticism of the best of the best? He does, and though. he's. I would agree with that. But and then also, week, the same people get angry if you say he's pretty damn good. But he, You're like, no, if he's so good, why doesn't he win Nick, more? He, I, I don't understand what you want. Here's the thing. Let me see this graphic about what you, as you've said all week leading up to the game, quarterbacks cook yes. the Eagles secondary. Can yes. we see the graphic? Matt Jones threw for 326 and like three that. touches. Kurt Cousins, 364. Agreed. Look at the numbers. I mean, that, I don't even know that that's the best game no. out of those quarterbacks. And none of those guys are like superstars. No, I agree with that. But so my- I'm just saying, we're going to act like, like, that's my point. I, Nick, I agree. Dak has, in general, gets more criticism probably than, than he the deserves. seventh or eighth best but, quarterback in the But I'm just sure. saying yes. to act like, oh my gosh. No. He's the second coming to Tom Brady because he had a good game. Like Everybody's for, for, talking about how great he no, played. No, what they're, and I'm saying that's saying, patronizing and, and to Hums, a good I know quarterback. On. I, the, and if we can show the graphic that I had, that, that was the best Dak has ever played in a loss, statistically. Yeah. He has 22 career, 30 career games with a 115 rating or more. That was the first one he's lost. And so you look at the – uh, Across NFL history, except Mahomes is 38 and 4 in this spot because he's lost a lot of games where they, he plays great because they used to have a terrible defense, now the best defense in the NFL. Um, they're like iconic games that we remember. It, and so that's, I think, the point was if Dak had one of the better games of his career, the idea that he is then going to be like the whipping post for the loss, I think would have been unfair. For him to get to that next level, where he is universally regarded by everyone as a great quarterback, he must win those games. Yeah. I agree with you on that, but I don't think he is. I don't think he is regarded as that, and I don't think that is the standard people hold him to. Okay, uh, let's talk about the New York Jets. The coach of the New York Jets, who's in charge of all decision making, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, maybe. Well, Robert Sala was asked yeah. about the decision to keep rolling with Zach Wilson, who oftentimes seems overwhelmed by the responsibility of playing quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he didn't have a great answer and then clarified a little bit today. Take a listen. You've got Trevor Simeon uh, in your building. Why Why not give him a try? No, I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And uh, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just uh, – I've, I've kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions. Is there a mandate or push or an initiative from above to continue to stick with Zach Wilson in spite of this? No, we're we're on the same page with that. So you know, any any conspiracy theory that might be out there, we're we're on the same page. Someone's been hanging out with Aaron Rodgers too much. <laughs> Call for legitimate questions, conspiracy theories. Uh, listen, tough one. Uh, one of my favorite characters in film history is 8th Rothstein, De Niro in Casino. Uh And there's the famous scene after three jackpots are hit on the slot machine in a row and he has to fire the, you know, like the state auditor's son. And I'll paraphrase because there's some profanity. But what he says is, two options here, pal. Either you're too dumb to figure out what's happening or you're in on what's happening. Either way, you got to go. To which I would say to Robert Sala, you put yourself in a rough spot here, man, because either you actually believe in Zach Wilson, in which case I can't trust you to coach my team, or you are in or being forced to puppet by the GM Joe Douglas or the owner Woody Johnson or the guy really in charge Aaron Rodgers, somebody with more juice than Robert Sala, to not replace him. If you are making this choice, you don't know what you're doing. Right. If you're not making this choice, you're not. You're just a. You're just called the head coach, but you're not actually. If you can't decide what quarterback to play, you're not actually the head coach. Mm. And if you are deciding to go with Zach, you're making an indefensible decision. And Brew, I don't care. They've won four games because all of their wins are due to the other team's quarterback melting down, or in the Giants' case, the other team actually having a guy from a different De Niro movie I love, Goodfellas, playing quarterback for him, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Either way, you're not winning because of your quarterback. Well, look, I-, I think I don't know this for a fact, but to me it seems clear, okay? He didn't deny that there is a mandate from on high. He Which just said – the fifth. He just said, we're all on the same page. Oh, he didn't say, no, the second no, no, time. no, yeah. no, this is my decision. I believe in that. He just said, it's, we all are on the same page. 
And the question to me is not, is there the mandate? Because I think it's clear. The question is, is it from Joe Douglas, the GM, who maybe is he trying to protect his back because yes. he picked Zach Wilson? Yes. Or is it that from the owner? I would I think, think it's I would think it's more from the owner, Woody Johnson. And maybe if that's the case, then Aaron Rodgers is in the mix. We know Aaron took gave away the $38 million. Aaron Rodgers might be telling them, look, I don't want, don't bring in a guy that might shine. Don't bring in a Carson Wentz who might lead them to the playoffs. And then there's a question mark as to whether or not you bring me back. So I I think it's the ownership. But why? I don't don't understand. Why would Douglas do it? It doesn't help him. Well, in this regard, the moment you say Zach Wilson can't play is officially the moment you have to then go to your boss, Woody Johnson, and say one of the most valuable assets we've had in the history of this franchise, the number two pick of the draft, I squandered it. And by the way, you still owe him $5 million next year. Yeah. He made I, other good picks. He's I, made other good picks for that team. I, I mean, do you saw what San Francisco I get did it, with Trey Lance. Joe you Douglas get it right. has the juice there. I, if you keep remember, and so Woody didn't hire Robert. There's a weird dynamic there because Woody's brother hired Robert mm-hmm. because because Woody was the ambassador in you know yep. Great Britain or England. And so I think it's I think it's a Joe Douglas thing. And Robert Sala got caught up in the air on the Michael K show and pleading the fifth. But I think that that means you're not the real head coach. If you can't pick your quarterback, you're not the real head coach. Uh, LeBron, past and present, next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. It's like when Wilds thought he was leader of the show and then we killed must win. (laughs) Welcome back to the show and welcome to the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. You get great rates and you don't have to deal with any of the bull. No No NBA games last night, so LeBron went down memory lane and weighed in on the conversation that he would still be just as dominant if his heat tenure never happened, tweeting, uh, you're darn right I would be. I'm chosen. Nothing's changing that. Maybe fewer rings, but dominant from start to finish. Nick, you want to go? No, you uh, want Brew. You can pass yeah, the ball. Yeah, I want to hear like Brew. Yeah, you know, if people should remember Brew broke the story of LeBron to the heat. 13 years ago, back when he was working for that. Turns out, didn't matter. No, I was with the Nick with the ESPN at that point. Wasn't a big deal. Yeah, but go ahead. Um... What I don't like about LeBron's tweet is saying maybe two less rings. It just says maybe less rings. Maybe less rings. Because LeBron's got to understand, it's about the rings. Like, this conversation is about the rings. I don't think anybody in their right mind thinks that had LeBron not gone to Miami, had he stayed in Cleveland – individually, he wouldn't have been just as great as he's always been. He would still, had he stayed in Cleveland those four years, he'd still be the all-time leading scorer. He'd still be top five. He's number four in assists. Like, individually, nothing would have changed. The question is the rings. And, And if you don't win those two rings... Then you're not in the GOAT conversation. But could he have won rings elsewhere? That's this is my point. Okay. I, I always have felt that LeBron sold himself short when he went to Miami to play with Wade and Bosch. Because I thought he could have done it in Cleveland. I thought he could have got it done in Cleveland. And the the soul searching he had to do in Miami after he melted down against Dallas, I think he would have done that in Cleveland had he kept losing. I don't that what look Pat everybody's saying Pat Riley taught LeBron Dwayne Wade held his hand they were there in 2011 when he melted down so what happened he went himself he figured it out what he needed to do to start winning and stop letting the pressure get to him Rich Paul told him they all were in the Bahamas with D Wade Rich Paul told him that summer look you came out here acting like a villain this year yeah that's not you so you that God, he this is Rich Paul's words. No. God didn't let you win it this way because you're not a villain. Go back to being yourself and you'll start winning. And that's what happened. My point is this. I think, and the kicker I'm about to get to, Nick, I think LeBron would have, if he had stayed in Cleveland or gone somewhere else, he still would have won rings. And I'm gonna give if he had stayed in Cleveland, this is my kicker. I think his argument for the GOAT would have been better. Because uh, the reason a lot of people hold him, uh, hold against him in the GOAT conversation is you teamed up with another superstar in D-Wade and another star in Bosh, and you, you, you didn't do what Jordan did, which was build a horrible franchise into a dynasty. And all those old heads, those players that, you know, underrate LeBron, they wouldn't have that in their arsenal. So I actually think LeBron could have stayed in Cleveland, won as many rings eventually – 
and his GOAT argument would be even better. Hmm. So, so here's the only part. So I don't I, I I happen to believe that there was that short of winning seven titles for a lot of people, LeBron's GOAT argument died when he was twenty two years old, when he lost the finals. That it was like, oh, six for six. I'm not saying you, bro. I I don't know, but but you know that that is a huge. There are a lot of people that truly believe that if LeBron were to win the next two titles, he would still be worse from a winning perspective than Jordan because he would have six finals losses to go along with six rings. So I think the GOAT argument almost was cast cast by Nike and by mythology and by a lot of things a long time ago. Sure. The part that you said that I don't agree agree with is I am not certain if LeBron would still be playing at this high of a level without the four years in Miami. Really? Just because so much of that has been his body. And I, LeBron at one point was dealing with like a back issue that you worried would take him out a bit. <clears throat> and I do think that LeBron and where the heat culture part of it and for the first time in his career being around a great organization and a great coach, I do think that helped Turn, not only turn him into who he was, he was already a two-time MVP, a four-time first-team mm-hmm. All-NBA guy. He was the All best player in the he league. He was the best player in the league, point. hands down. But I do think that that phase of his career might have lengthened his career. I agree with that. And, and, and also, what if he would have stayed in Cleveland and tried to do it that way, if those four years of his career he was having to carry the whole load the way he was You're the right. first seven years right. of his yep. career, would he still in year 21 – be able to play 35 minutes a night. I don't know. A so lot I of think people LeBron's say career went just culture, the way it was supposed to. Like Riley, they work so hard. Now I know Riley yep. wasn't the coach, but it takes years off. You look at D Wade. D Wade had a sure. relatively yep. short fair. career. Yep. And Bosch was really never the same after playing in yep. Miami. Hmm. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay, on to present day. The three and four Lakers are in Houston. Uh oh. To face Dylan Brooks, Shingoon, and the three and three Rockets. Why are you so excited? I because I'm telling you, Gosh. this is all this is like NBA must win. Uh, this will be Dylan Brooks' first matchup with LeBron since last year's playoffs, highlighted by and there's no polite way of putting this. Brooks hitting LeBron in the groin and getting ejected. Here's Brooks on the rematch. Ready to lock him up. Um, been shooting the ball well. He's been playing well, so I'm just there to uh, make him tired. Uh, make him get into that, you know, fourth quarter early. Oh, guess who's back? Dylan the villain. And I know you're thinking, oh, I've seen Dylan the villain. I saw him in Memphis. I didn't need to watch all of Canada's FIBA games like old KW did. But guess what? (laughs) Dylan the villain is back, and he's not the same old Grizzlies Dylan Brooks. Can we see how Dylan is doing with the Rockets and Ime? Well, Points oh, yeah, are that'll way keep up. up. The, fi- the, that, the 57% from three, that's a sustainable model. Yeah, that you know will what? be down oh, in about what? two oh. weeks. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe he's not attacking the rim. Is that what you're saying? Maybe he's just sitting out there uh, waiting for jump shots. Let's see my favorite Dylan Brooks highlight. Oh, have some Sacramento Kings from the Kings to the King. And look at him. Oh, he's mean. And then guess what? Maybe he goes down there, passes off to who? Shh. Wait. Shh. The librarian (laughs) up against AD, who supposedly feels great. And everyone's going to be on Twitter tonight, right when we come home from watching Wemby. Wow. Wild stop. Who's that Rocket Center? Bro, we got to stop. And healthy. Why? This is getting embarrassing. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. You're going to eat your words. No, slow down. Listen, I understand. No, no, no. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. I understand this show can only have one Mr. Consistency, but you just argue with your own takes. What's my own take? The last time we talked about Dylan Brooks. Uh, it, when he was playing, yeah. you said, and I quote, he's lost the right to be taken seriously. Yeah. When he did the, why do they call me Dylan the villain? And then you ran a video compilation yep. of all the times he called himself that. We all agreed that he was do- we were done with him <laughs> as no. an NBA protagonist. No. He went and got focused <laughs> during FIBA. No, okay. He got su- who, uh, who he was putting the- a little too much into FIBA. Huh? Yeah. He, he was the best player in the entire tournament. Defensively. Bro, I listen, Wilds, I, I I sometimes I just don't know what I'm gonna get from you, but this is an all this is a Mount Rushmore That's of your bizarre. bad takes. Yeah, that, and to that, be and to be supportive of this nonsense, you hated it. 
You talked about how LeBron is LeBron and about how there's competitive nature and all these things, but there's a place where a guy like Dylan Brooks should not be doing the things to LeBron that he did. You hated it. No, I, I and now you're now he, after w walking off the court in disgrace last time they played, he's doing it again, bro. Yeah, LeBron's like going to embarrass this boy, especially coming off all the Miami talk, and he's been getting some criticism for that. Dylan Brooks got the nerve to run his mouth again. Oh, it's about to be on. I'm serious. Well, 38 year old is he? 38. 38. 39. Okay. Watch out! Look, Dylan Brooks. Okay. Rockets by three. We'll, I'll see you tomorrow at three o'clock. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick Wright has been sounding the alarm on the five and four Bills for check notes loudly years, <laughs> and now they're in real danger of missing the playoffs, according to the odds makers, who have it as a coin flip. Also, Bills center Mitch Morse weighed in, saying. Right now, we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror, understand we do have a tough stretch, but that's the NFL. We're not panicking, but the sense of urgency has never been higher. What do they usually call that when you're at your highest level sense of urgency? What, DEFCON 1? Nope, panic mode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it on the board the Bills miss the playoffs? Well, yeah, of course it's on the board they miss the playoffs, but make or miss, they're cooked. Brew, what are the Bills? They're S-Bob. They're an S-Bob team. They're S-Bob. And anybody at this table think they're making the Super Bowl? Anybody at this table think they're winning the Super Bowl? Coach. Of course. Yeah. They what coach, if they the coach is giving them some coach, hope. Coach wants to, Here's the thing. Coach dislikes everything about how the Bills run their operation, but it is, it is like two polar magnets because he also <laughs> dislikes the fact that I've been right about them. So he wants to support them, but he doesn't know what to do. And here's the problem. Only New Orleans and the Chargers are in a worse cap situation for next year moving forward. Does anybody, is anybody confident Stephon Diggs is going to be back? Stephon Diggs was, all, he was unhappy this offseason. Right. What, if, what if, they, if things don't go well, if they don't turn it around entirely? They are a team that has no realistic way to improve. They don't have great young players. They don't. They haven't drafted great. They don't have cap space. This, they, they went in on this window. Mm -hmm. And I think they overestimated their talent. They got unlucky with some defensive injuries yeah, that absolutely. are devastating and not their fault. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they got passed up. So even if they make the playoffs, Coach, I think they're in real trouble. And I, it's absolutely right now a coin flip whether or not they do make the playoffs. Nick is like the Bills. He's worrying about things that are going to happen six, eight, 12 months down the road. <laughs> and that's the problem. And, and I, I appreciate the comments that are coming out of the locker room now. There's a sense of urgency. Well, there should have been a sense of urgency the whole time. Right. There should be no banners. You're at the bottom of the mountain. You're not, you're not worried about the top of the mountain. You're worried about the next step in front of you. So I'm happy that they've realized that there's a sense of urgency and you have to address the things in front of them. But I don't think, it's, I don't think they're out of the playoff mix by any, any stretch because they can play with anybody at any point. They have that ability. They've shown that ability. I don't think the Dolphins have proven that they're just the elite of, of that division. Mm -hmm. They've been up and down. They've got a three-game stretch at the end of the season that, that's really rough. And then you've got a team like the Steelers that are 5-3, and three, but they're being outgained both offensively sure, and defensively. Sure, but that's a different... Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when, you, when we put it in, in a bigger perspective, the Bills can play with anybody at, at any point. And then to say they have no way of improving, well, yeah, they can improve. They can figure out how to score consistently in the first half. Yeah, I mean, They've got a quarterback that has shown game. the ability to be elite who's not consistently playing at elite level, but has done, but has done that in the past. Yeah. So to say that they, they have I no mean, path. I mean, I'm talking about next, but just fair. to be clear. And by the way, we agree that they could. I'm not saying they're definitely out. I'm saying it is a disaster brew for them that this is a question. Would yeah, you agree with yeah, that? that I, it's a disaster. Yeah, they made it a question, question bro. Yeah, it, it shouldn't. Even, look, I think there are ten realistic teams fighting for playoff spots in the in AFC: Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, Buffalo, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Houston. Houston, I was I'll and the Chargers. Yeah. The only two I would definitively put Buffalo ahead are the Chargers and Houston. And some might argue that. Maybe. I didn't even throw the Jets in. Yeah, so no, okay. there, it's We're on the board for sure. That. But I think. Coach is right in that if they get into the tournament, now nobody would pick them, but they are explosive for good and for bad. They used and to so, be explosive. I don't think they're they're not as explosive. They're not. As you they're think. not. But they it's still there somewhere. It's like seeing. Well, when they played the Dolphins, everybody assumed right. the Dolphins they, were going to blow them out destroyed. and they beat up on the Dolphins. Yeah, but that so, was also the last good game they played this year. Yeah, good. I mean, that okay, was a but while it doesn't ago. mean it's the last good game. That they will play. No, no, no. And just to be clear, when I said there's no way to improve, I, what I'm saying is if they fall short this year. 
It's not like you look at the roster for next season and be like, oh, here's what they need to do. They don't have a bunch of young players, and they don't have cap space to improve going into next right, year. They host the suddenly frisky Denver Broncos Monday night. Frisky. Ooh, they okay. are frisky. They are Didn't a they bit. just beat? They got a great It's one. the return of must win. Wow. Happy for Wait till you see these ratings. Back by so happy. I know. Coach, we brought it back for you. Coming up next, it's the greatest segment in all of sports. It's Nick's Tears. And coming up right now, well, it's the return of the sports world's most beloved, albeit confusing segments, must win. <laughs> A quick note on the concept. You are not supposed to take it literally. <laughs> it's not math class about playoff Excuse probability. Me? Must win is the embrace of the idea that there are life-changing consequences tied to the fork in the road that is this weekend's scoreboards. It's a feeling, it's a projection, it's the return of must-win. <laughs> First up, 49ers, Jacksonville. 49ers are five and three, but have lost three in a row. They head into Jacksonville to face the six and two Jaguars, San Francisco coming off a bye. So hopefully the rest has reset Brock Purdy. Here's his recent numbers to your heart's delight, Nick. Mm-hmm. Start off great. Last three games, not so good. Yeah. So Brock Purdy, must win. For Brock Purdy, it is probably a must win. Good. For Chris Broussard and Kevin Wilds, it is definitively <laughs> a must win. Because the if will be here for- Trevor Lawrence beats the San Francisco 49ers and your beloved Brock Purdy, both of you, you have tried to He's slough it to be off on to Brew. Yeah. But I will not allow that. You were calling him... Uh, Floyd Mayweather, you were calling him LeVar Ball, you were comparing him to the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Coach and I, you know, two people measured, need to see a little more of a sample, wanted you to pump the brakes. And I am telling you guys this right now definitively. Much to your chagrin, both of your chagrin, if and when Trevor wins this game, his his year-long stats be damned, do you know what question will be on every single sports talk show on Monday. In a weird year, is Trevor Lawrence and the 7-2 and two Jags, Uh-oh. is he actually the NFL's MVP? Oh, that will happen. be, Brew, I'll bet you $10,000 that's a topic. Correct. There is no exactly definitive right. leader. And so, exactly. That, so, yes, it's a, it's a kind it's of must him. win for Brock. It's a definite must win for those two jackals over there. Good. It is absolutely a must win for Brock. Good I'll job, coach. 100%. You, you, can't, you can't come off a of bye, play one of the worst pass defenses in the league, have thrown five interceptions in the last three games, potentially have a four-game losing streak, continue this spiral that, that, that they're feeling. He's, he's got to figure out a way to win, and I think at the end of the day, San Francisco is going to win. Especially, so he won't have to worry about what but, but you know, about. And you Are know who Brock Purdy's backup is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Steve Young, okay. according to Chris <laughs> Broussard. It That's is, what he says. What he it is it. a <laughs> must win for the Niners Yes, and a must win play well for Brock Purdy. Oh. Right, because even if they win and he doesn't play well, like say he throws two interceptions, one touchdown or no touchdowns, the questions will still be there. Oh, wow, this is really who he is now. So what if Coming he plays off well and they lose? I, look, I, that's why I said I think for the team, we'll, people will if he plays well and they lose, people will say, oh, that defense is not close to what we thought they were or the run game is not there anymore. So I think the I think the the responsibility will shift a little bit. That bench talk will pop up too. You think Darnold? Yes, it'll that, pop even up. if he plays well. It'll, it'll just start to lose like, four in a row. It'll yeah. just start to ah, smolder. He throws two all. picks. Too. Next up, oh, win, 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 Bucks, Titans, Tannehill is back and ready to go. And Vrabel said, "We're good." Sticking with Levis. Meanwhile, on Tampa Bay, Big Show led what looked to be a game-winning drive in Houston before he was outclutched by C.J. Stroud which led the Bucs to their fourth consecutive loss. Longest active losing streaks in the NFL. Arizona is at six, and they just got Kyler back. There's the big show. Yeah. Rams also got a new quarterback. And then it's Brock Purdy, who we just discussed. So, Well, the Rams quarterback got hurt. He didn't get benched. No, I'm just saying, but the quarterback, there's well, a little bit of a carousel. Arizona's got sent packing. <laughs> Whoa, I mean, that was... I'm just saying. Go ahead. I mean, they're bringing back kind of... Yeah, yeah. Must win? <laughs> For Baker? Yes. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Because his expectations. No, are low. Baker. Baker. There's listen, no expectations. the Tampa Bay Bucks made, I think, the smart choice of taking all their dead cap medicine this year. They're playing with 60% of the cap of the rest of the league. They had no expectations this season to be, you know, a playoff team. If they somehow win that division, it's a bonus. And I, Baker even has Brew coming around as of yeah, Monday. That's we did, a little we took it out of the show, but Brew is going to give him his flowers Monday even in a loss. Mm-hmm. Here's where I think they're at. I think right now the Tampa Bay Bucks playing that their week one starter next year is going to be Baker Mayfield. Oh, And wow. so I do not think I'm this not is a sure. must win because Baker, yes, they lost to the Texans, but Baker played very well in that football game. No one Man. looks at that. No, the whole game he played well. Wow, how many points they scored? They scored, what did they score? 37. He played they well. scored 37, and it's not because of a dynamic running game there. He, he also played well at the end. He didn't turn the ball over. Give me a break. He played really well in that game, I Wilds. Like the, okay. Go ahead. So this, look, this is a weird segment because I agree with Nick again. This is not a must win. For, for Baker, and, and because of how well he played last week, because they're in the NFC South, because nobody's talking about uh, Kyle Trask. And just, let me just pull up a quick quote. <laughs> let me just, besides, look at what Baker says here. You're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. There's ups and downs for a reason. You have to go handle the adversity right, move on to the next thing, and support your brothers. Baker has shown leadership. He's shown maturity. And there's nobody in that organization right now that thinks Kyle Trask gives him a better chance to win than Baker Mayfield. Okay, Nick said I'm coming around on Baker. That's a little strong. I'm calling off the dogs for now. <laughs> all right? it, but he's not getting New benched answers. if oh. they lose. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a must win. I mean, they would. this would be their fifth straight loss. Yeah, this would – they're not going to be knocked out of the playoffs in that division. But I, I just think – you're coming Kyle around. would get a Kyle, little, a little nobody is talking about Kyle Trask. I, I, if they, if you lose Trask Trask I definitely not, I'm not sure that they're penciling in you Baker. Might, you might be related starter. to the Trask. Yeah, I got to check. You got to check the lineage. Yeah, where's Ancestry.com yeah. when the we need The quotes were glowing. I know. That was brewing. I'm just saying. Season. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to head over to Germany. Check in on Bill Belichick, who is either in year four of an unsuccessful post-Tom Brady rebuild or actually coaching for his job according to speculation in the Boston Globe. Here's the Patriots team numbers. Let's see how we're doing there. Oh, a lot of worse. Fifth worse is not bad. I, you don't need tied <laughs> for eighth worse. That's actually okay. It's middle of the pack. Is this a must win for Bill Belichick? No, but I because he's not getting fired in this season. But Wilds, I'm going to break the format here just a bit. Go ahead. Where are you at? Because yesterday, before the show, you were talking about could he be fired during the year. Then we got on the air and you wanted to run it back. Since then, last no games have been played and you're tweeting this about Bernie Kosar 30 years yeah, ago coach said and that saying Belichick has cut everybody when they were not producing. Now the shoe's on the other foot <laughs> and then dooming wow. ellipses. Where are you at on this? I'm trying to say this in a nice way. This feeling I have is similar to the feeling I have. Um, I've got a cheap bike and a cheap bike lock, and I kind of want uh, the bike to get stolen. I kind of want to get a better bike, but I can't have two bikes. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it happens, I'll be like, "Oh man, oh no! Looks like I gotta go out and get a better one." But I'm not. I don't want it to get stolen. I don't want disaster to strike. But if it did happen. You'd be happy. I'd probably be better <laughs> off. So is this a must-win, Wilds? I don't even know any. <laughs> That's the problem. Are we even trying to win? We have no clue. I have no clue what we're trying to do. I kind of want us to lose. I put a poll up, Coach, and I said, if you root for the Patriots, are you rooting for the Patriots? 82% said no. Not rooting for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, we're, because, we're locked in on the draft. Because as fans, they've been spoiled with years and years of success. So you go through a little bit of adversity as an organization. A little bit? I, I, four years. Five wow. years. And, and, and as we talk about Belichick and being a must win, this years. isn't a must win for him. He's gone through a lot worse. I was in Cleveland when we moved to Baltimore, and they were they were tearing down the stadium and throwing M80s on the field. So we went through that. <laughs> I was in New England when we went back to Cleveland to play, and we were losing the whole stadium chanted, Belichick sucks. For the whole fourth quarter, and that's really loud with 60,000 people. <laughs> so Bill's been through a lot of adversity. He's got a, you can't, the experience is, is unparalleled. And so if you're a New England fan and you want to dump an, an all time legend because of a little bit of a, oh of a speed God. bump after it's losing another legend. It's not a little speed legend, bump. Then, then go ahead. Of a Wild, go there ahead, was Bill. your take no yesterday. Way. 
I know. Your take yesterday was what Coach just said. Yeah, you wanted to give him an extension. Well, sometimes well, I he do. already got or, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play on, no way. It's, there's no way. And it doesn't even make sense. Even if you wanted to, keep him. If you're losing, keep losing. And maybe you can get yeah, Caleb maybe get Williams. Yeah, quarterback and win another can, Super Bowl. Yeah, as Nick said, maybe you can trade him for draft picks. Coming up next, you know, the best see. segment in all of sports. You're like, we just did it. No, no, no. <laughs> Committee's tears. <laughs> I really have no idea. Well, it's Wednesday, November 8th at 4 o'clock. Let me get you caught up to speed. Last night in a suite high above Madison Square Garden, an elite group of academics, aristocrats, crats, that's a movie involving kids. <laughs> aristocrats, that is. And a gentleman who was just there for the catering fought and toiled and burned the midnight oil to deliver the best segment in all of sports television. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for next year's. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, as always, Kevin Wilde. Oh, thanks. No, it was, it was, it was truly great. Who cares? Well, I, I said the aristocrat. That's all right. That's part <laughs> of your charm. Uh, all right, who's off the tiers? The relegation tier last week saw oh, another no. team lose. So these five teams are off the tiers, and they also, you know, double as the five worst teams in football. All of them have their eyes on USC and North Carolina college football, except, of course, Carolina, who traded that pick for Bryce Young. All right, now to the tiers. No relegation tier this week. Mm. So everyone will stay alive. That's still oddly interesting for different reasons. So what, let's go through them quickly. I'm interested to see, is Sean Payton actually going to salvage Russell Wilson, or are they cutting him after the year? I'm interested in that. But the Titans, I'm interested in watching Will Levis. I, strong arm, I'm interested. With the Rams, if Stafford comes back, they are interesting. With the Packers, are we seeing the final moments of Jordan Love's career as a starter there? In Yikes. which case, well, in which case, that draft pick that alienated Aaron Rodgers takes on a whole different tenor. And with the Jets, I'm interested in how much longer they're going to continue this facade of Zach Wilson being an interesting or a starting quarterback. <laughs> Next, faint hope. You can see the reason for belief, however unlikely, for these teams to make the playoffs. For the Bucks and Falcons, it's that it's the NFC South and the Saints could fall apart. For the Saints, it's the two-headed run game of Moss and Jonathan Taylor, along with Gardner, playing well. For the Raiders, maybe Antonio Pierce really has something there. And for the Washington, it's Wild's beloved Sam Howell and actually somewhat dynamic passing attack. Next, there's a path. It's very clear how these teams make the postseason. For Minnesota, it's Justin Jefferson comes back. A seventh team has to make it in the NFC. It's wide open, and right now, they're in there. For the Chargers, it's Justin Herbert finally play up to his ability. Brandon Staley makes some of those fourth down conversions. And for the Saints, just continue on the path you're on. You're in the NFC South, and it doesn't look like the Saints, I mean, the Bucks or the Falcons are going to make a ton of noise. Next, similar results, dissimilar outlooks. These teams are all hovering right around 500, four or five wins, but their fan bases all feel very differently. For the Steelers, it's like, yeah, about what we expected. Offense is incredibly boring, Tomlin's great, the defense is good, and we can't contend. For the Bills, it's like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, we're five and four? We're five and four? We might not make the playoffs? And for the Texans, it's, we're four and four! We might make the playoffs! This is amazing! It's all very similar, and the fan bases feel so differently. Solid playoff team, nothing more. These teams are going to make the playoffs. They're not going to scare anyone in the playoffs. And that's what you said about them last year. And that's what they are this year. Hmm. They're both solid playoff teams that are not actually A-level contenders or even B-level contenders. Next, impossible to predict. So I, any of these teams, if you told me they got blown out in round one of the playoffs, we'd be like, believe it. I can see it. If you told me they have a seven-point lead in the fourth quarter of the conference championship game, I'd be like, yeah, I can see that too. The, for the Lions, they have been incredibly solid for more than 12 months now. For the Niners, we have seen them do that. If Purdy can get back on track, they look like the best team in football. And for the Browns, we have seen the path of uh, this defense just holds you to 13 points. And good luck. You can't get a first down. We turn you over. Jim Schwartz kicking butt. If Deshaun can just be palatable, mm -hmm. we've seen that. So, but, so I have no idea what you're going to get from those teams. Next, solid everywhere, yet controversial. These teams both have, by all the metrics, very good to excellent defenses. 
They have, in Jack's case, excellent running game. In the Cowboys' case, good. They all have, at the very least, a good quarterback. Some would think a great quarterback. They have a coach that won a Super Bowl. They check every box. They are a combined 11-5, yet on this show... Thanks to the bias on that side of the table, Coach, not over here. They are discussed like they are a combined 5-11. and 11. Like if you talk about, hey, the Jags are pretty damn good. You, 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 you've got something on your face. And if you say, hey, maybe the Cowboys get a little over-criticized. You're like, no, absolutely not. The podcast sucks. Next. <laughs> Brew's favorite children. So what do I mean by this? Listen, any of us that have, you know, multiple kids, maybe in Brew's case it's different because they're twins. But if we're being honest in our private moments, maybe after a cocktail, we all have a favorite. And that favorite can get away with things that our other kids could not. And these are Brew's three favorite children. So with Philly, turnovers don't matter. The fact that they're in those nip and tuck games with bad teams that he hated when the Chiefs were last year, that doesn't matter. The fact that the locker room itself is like, something's wrong here. Who cares? I picked him to win the Super Bowl with the Ravens. The fact that they've won two total playoff games since they won the Super Bowl more than a decade ago. Mm. The fact that their quarterback has massive playoff goals. Who cares about history? Live in the now. I'd never hold history <laughs> against them. Here's my dissertation on why the Cowboys have stunk since 1996. <laughs> and with the Bengals, the fact that for the first month of football they were terrible. Who cares? The quarterback will be everything's yeah, fine. There, no, it doesn't matter. It's not about a whole body of work. I will love them. Next. <laughs> the favorites. Yeah. Nick, what do you mean the favorites? Oh, because the committee's biased and relies a lot of Kansas City baseball. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, I mean, you go to your local sports book and say, hey, give me a ticket on the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And they'll say, okay, Kansas City Chiefs. All right, favorites to win the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs. The favorites to be the one seed. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the favorites to have the league MVP. Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. And give me, give me a ticket on the only team in the NFL that's judged on are they as exciting as I wish they were? Or what's the style points like this week? Give me a ticket on the Kansas City I mean, Chiefs. They are they the favorites. The ever. And there it is, the Week 10 tiers coach. That was good. Nick, this was better. This was way better than yeah, Mahomes Mountain, so that's progress. <laughs> I mean, I guess Kansas City be the favorites to get shut out in the second half. I don't know if that's a new Imagine category. how good you've got to be to be. Uh, did I, they win I the game? Know. They did. did. They it's the fantastic. Game? I just like to say to my boys, I don't have a favorite. I love you all the same. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> just, just to establish yeah. that, and and I'd say the one change I'd make, and, and I was I've been high on this team since the beginning of the season, is is Cleveland, and they had Nick Chubb at the time, mm-hmm. and with Deshaun Watson, I thought different than Russell Wilson, different than Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, he could he could make a jump at 28 years old. He's through all the all the difficult parts that that he had to deal with. He had an officer, all those things I thought were were trending for. For Cleveland, and they've been better defensively than I thought. And I thought Jim Schwartz w- would add to that, but but they've been better than, than that. And now you look at the Deshaun Watson problem. It hasn't it hasn't gotten better. Here he is statistically. He's had two 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 good games against yeah. some mediocre teams, but at some point he's got to show up. He's got to not only show up as a player. He's got to be better as a teammate. He's got to be reliable. He's got to be like the rest of those guys and the rest of that division. And, and have some more grit. And, and until that happens, and he's got a real opportunity to do it this weekend, but until that happens, mm. they got to come down the tiers. No, that's – so that's totally legit, and that's kind of why I say impossible to predict because I don't think he has to get to the Deshaun Watson we saw in 2019. I think if he can just be – the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. With that defense in the cold weather in January, that team could win playoff games. How about not be a distraction? Sure, okay, yeah. I, I, why don't we start with not be a distraction? Let's, yeah. let's, I, mean, that I think that's totally fair, and I think right the best quarterback they've had in Cleveland the last few years is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And that's just yeah. what it is since Baker um, left. I mean, what is it? the scene with Baker. Oh, my God. You, you got the <laughs> top four right, just not in the right order. Baltimore should be number one. I mean, can we can we still give them some great? Nick's still disrespecting the Ravens. All they've done while your Chiefs were struggling to score points against, they scored 23 points against two of the worst defenses in the league, past defenses especially. What Baltimore was doing was demolishing the impossible to predict Lions, who you say could win the Super Bowl, or get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they demolished them. 
And the Seahawks, another playoff team, 75 to 9. That's true. They got the number one defense in the league. Wow. All right. They're good against the pass and great against the run. They are great running the football. And Lamar Jackson, all he does is win. And I know he only has nine passing touchdowns, but he's got five rushing ones. And coach, they pass the ball down the field. And then when they get in the red zone, they run because they're tied for first in the league and rush touchdowns with 17. So I think he could have a lot more passing touchdowns, but they're handing it off in the red zone and running into the end zone. So Uh I don't really see – I would like to see the passing game, the receivers especially, improve. But that's what I'm going to be watching over the second half of the season. But right now, I think with what they've done – they should be number one. Well, what they've done recently, they are certainly the hottest team. In the last few weeks, they have looked the best. They have, of all the best teams in football, they're the only one with multiple really bad losses. And so the, and so in that regard, but also, most importantly, Wilds, we now know. Well, I wasn't sure. Which one Drew's favorite child actually is? You know what? It's I the Ravens. I put, all three, I put all three of his kids on there, and we found out. I also even talked cocktail. to Drew pre-segment. I said, Drew, if you do the Ravens, can I do the Eagles? And he blessed it. He said, go ahead, Wes. Oh, so you Eagles guys also nice to know they're I can see the Eagles, I can see the Eagles tied <laughs> with the Chiefs. Like, remember when we had the Chiefs tied? I like to have the Eagles back up. They're a little Super Bowl rematch. Here's the reason. Yeah. I just feel like Jalen Hurts just gets out there, locked in, focused, who knows if he's got two healthy knees or not, and he just gets out there and plays and wins games. Since the beginning of last year, Patrick Mahomes, who is the gold standard, is 24-5. and five. Jalen Hurts is 24-3, and three, and one of his losses was to Patrick Mahomes. So I just, you know, I, I lean towards winning the football games. Then we look at the Eagles as a team. Just very well balanced. I like a balanced team. Averaging 25 points. What are you doing? No, just go ahead, finish. What's wrong? Sometimes you just you just like set up a whole giant bear trap and then jump into it. What's it like? Ah! You, go ahead, yeah, you won the Super Bowl. You said you said I like you said Patrick Mahomes is twenty four losses, twenty four wins. Jalen Hurts is twenty four wins. I like the guy who wins. I'm picking the. They I'm have the looking. same number of wins, and Mahomes beat him at the end. Yeah, but I just want the teams. That's when that's they, when you guys had Eric Bieniemy and looked like Super Bowl champions, okay. not some middling team that does horrible press conferences. What was us? Oh, okay, we got to get better. <laughs> and then finally, you know what it's really all I'll about? Say you guys too. Not we. I went up to my local Marriott and got myself a copy of USA Today. Yes, this is what it really is matters. This re- and, and I went through it and I said, you know what? Hold on. That's, that is an article on Jalen Hurts right there. Yeah. You're going to be able to find it, Wilds? Yeah. Well, it's got a lot of stuff. NHL, NFL, there it is. Yeah. Eight and one. So maybe. Standings. Well, maybe, just, maybe I'm crazy, but maybe the team with eight wins and one loss is better than teams with two losses, three losses. Four losses. Oh, this team's pretty good, although they got three losses. Not in my book. Eagles have one loss. To get to two losses, they had to go back to the Super Bowl. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say to this. Well, maybe you Wilds, should have some are, respect Wilds, for the Eagles Wilds. and what are the, Wilds. the USA Today. Wilds, what are these not? That's why I had to get a USA Today, but I'm saying you need to put some respect on it. Also, right here, the weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right there. Color, I mean, come on. It's dark. Okay. I don't even, you know what? Next time, Brew, you do the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> Next time you do it. High 84 in Little Rock. It's <laughs> Burrow, the MVP. Next. First things first. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. A lot of movement on the MVP race. Log jam at the top. It's a three way tie. Lamar, Jalen, and the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes. How? He has no wide receivers. The offense can't score points. That's crazy. If you want to make that argument, I believe in him. Tua was number one for a while, but he's taken the largest drop while Joe Cool is climbing fast. Let's look at the numbers. Last four games go all the way to the right there, and there's Joe Burrow. Ten touchdowns, two interceptions, and a great passer. That's how many games? Last four. What week we going into? Mahomes has the worst hey, numbers up crazy. there. Go ahead, Bruce. Sorry. Well, what do you want him to do? No, I'm just. I was just. You curious. wanted him in a body cast. I was just. You wanted curious. to put him in the hospital. Sure yeah, look at how good sure he is did. once he's healthy. You did yeah. too, Wild. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, Bruce likes to pass. Doesn't he like to pass it on like <laughs> on everything? Yeah. All, pass the buck. If, if you or I ever have a bad take that he agreed <laughs> with, it does. We we become sole custody of the take. Go ahead. Do you think Burrow is a legit MVP contender, bro? Absolutely. I mean, he's really in this race for a few reasons. Number one, there is no definitive leader right now. 
I, I don't necessarily disagree with the Mahomes as number one because he won it last year. He is the best quarterback in the league, and you're kind of projecting he might get it going over the second half of the season. But no one. I mean, if you if I voted today, I'd probably say Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think that's arguable, but I'd give it to Hurts probably, the best record, 22 touchdowns total. But the second reason is the narrative, which is always important, especially in a year where no one's doing it statistically. Mm -hmm. And he's got a great narrative, obviously. Started the, the season hurt, played through injury when a lot of TV softies, yeah. I'm looking at two of them right now. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not coach, but you two. Gotcha. And y'all thought, oh, he's got a boo-boo. His calf hurts. He Look couldn't at him. play. He really? He actually did play. Right. But and he got better, as, as someone on this panel predicted, he got gradually better because right I did my homework and talked to the doctor. Oh, my God. And the he doctor did. told he, he me, doctor, David Chow, shout out, he told me that I mean, he could get better Brew with this. this I mean, you got it right. Brew gets this one right. Thank so, you. So, he, he is definitely, like, if yeah. they keep getting better, sure. his narrative is going to be the best one. So, he's got a definite shot. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Brew. I, I think he's definitely got a shot. And, and the narrative is very positive, and, and Nick said, how many games are we in, implying that because of his, what he's done recently, what he did earlier, we're not taking into account, but you'd have to look at the fact that he was injured, right. and look at this four-game four game winning streak that he's had. He's beaten three really good teams. He's on the four-game winning streak. His completion percentage during the course of that uh, winning streak is at 75.8 on top of the 10 TDs and two picks, but what about this? He's a young guy. He's a single guy. Oh, he's a wealthy like guy. He goes to bed at 8 p.m. Really? He's yeah. not, he goes to bed he's at 8 p.m. He is not worried about going out in the town, like going to World Series games and popping bottles. Oh, wow. Oh, I mean, stars. wow. Like, he is focused on the task at hand. That's why he's so great. I am not taking the edge past the And he's from the one game at a time family which is also another outstanding approach, like which this. gives him a chance Graphic. to continue okay. to excel. So, Great. listen, Graphic. I, I think Thank right you. now, if the vote were right now, he should not receive a single one. I agree he could get in the conversation. You can't be we, – what we – it can't – we all said – we had a debate about whether or not Tyreek could be in it, right? Yeah. Tyreek then has one terrible moment and one mediocre game. We're like, he's out of there because it's the most recent <laughs> thing no, we true. saw. And because Burrow did play in those games and played poorly, that is right now a substantial – right now. Right now. Yeah. Can I – so, but could he be – could he end up winning it? Yes, of course he could if he continues on this mm -hmm. trajectory they keep winning. Can I say right now who I think the league MVP is? Yeah, I would. Because I agree with you that it is a weird year. I also would like the MVP to be more, uh, what's the word, democratic almost, where it's not just a quarterback award. But right. the only way for that to happen is if in a weird year where there isn't one standout quarterback, that's when right. they win it. I think the single best unit in football this year. I think I year, know who you're going to say. You want to guess it? I'm going to guess. Go. Miles Garrett. You it, bro. I mean, that you, it's the, fair. The single best uh, yeah. unit in football to me has been the Browns' defense. That's he has good. been dominant every week. He is their best guy. Coach, you did a whole thing about how bad of a quarterback situation yeah. they've had, yet they are right in the thick of the playoff race. That is, first of all, Brew did not know Can, I was going to say good. that. That was I did. authentic. I Can I just no, add something? I yeah. I know. Can I just add something? Well. Yes, yeah. please. Go, Coach. <laughs> so we're also forgetting that the Browns also run the ball the most of any team in the league. Yes. Wait, but listen, yeah. listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. So they have the most time of possession. So as good as that defense has been, they also have the advantage of being off the field because they eat up a bunch of clock offensively, which some other defenses don't have. Now, the other thing about the Bengals, they are the 36th, or 32nd uh, in rushing this year. So Joe Burrow is doing it with oh, zero running. No, that, I, which is all fair, but he also, the reason I made the Week 10 point is, for we are basing this entirely off the last month, and we're not a month into the season. We're two and a half months into the season. Mm -hmm. Now, once we're four and a half months into the season at the end of it, then that opening stretch is a much smaller percentage of it. But you can't have been bad for half the year and be league MVP. I hate to say you it. can be bad for a quarter. He's the fact been, that he he's was, been hurt. Yeah, I understand, but that's exactly. you can't. Yeah. So if you guys think if you voted today, you would say Burrow? If, based off of, of the progression? 
Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say him yeah. yet. I mean, that's eight. not right now. Well, yeah. when he's he not can, healthy, he they did. can't win games, and when he is healthy, they're great. But it's so only, he's only like, been good to half the season. Why? Not even half the season. And this he gets a, no help in running the ball. You, like it's a one-man show. I like I you, like the fact that he was so bad and gutted his way through it. I think that adds to the when yes. Nick, which, if he Nick was wanted okay, to sit him down I for did, the season, uh, no, I didn't want to hold You got to stop saying that. I did not want to sit him down for the season. Why is he? I was I was concerned that he was going to get injured, more injured while playing injured and be out for the season. So I thought they should be more careful. They were right in not doing it. Brew was correct on that. Right now, he can't job, be bro. the MVP, but he could be at the end of the year. I agree with Nick. Miles Garrett be a, is find the bad game. Tied find for it. 20th. Well, yeah, because the odds are projected. They're, they're, they're not going to get it. Tied for 20th. Yeah, but they're not voting. Wemby tonight at the Garden. An accurate prediction. Tomorrow, it's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. He's got some great ideas. At this point, share. shouldn't the picture of that be brewing his cowboy hat? Pretty soon. Yeah. That's, just, that's not me. I know. Not Sponsored by Whole Food Markets. Uh, win game day with flavorful Whole Foods Market Catering. Got a Knicks are favored right by now. 10? That's too just, much. They just gave up 152 yeah, probably points. Wemby's at the Garden tonight. We will be in attendance. Wemby's last three games, Brew, 38 points. That was, like, the best game he's had, obviously. 20, and then a lowly 13. Yeah. Are you expecting a monster game? But before you do, here's Wemby. Yeah, pretty incredible, you know. It's not as big as I expected, but still the vibe is here. I've heard from so many people that this is the best basketball, you know, gym in the world, and I'm just, you know, I'm eager to find out. Okay. Love it. Are you expecting a monster game, bro? I don't know if I'm expecting one. I'm hoping, obviously. I'm hoping 28, 10, and 4 at least. That would be nice. <laughs> 28, 10, and 4? Yeah, I'm hoping well, for Well, that would a big be a big win. night. I'm hoping he has a big night. Maybe, maybe I'm skewed because I'm moments. watching every game he plays, yeah. and obviously the last one was one of his worst, so maybe I'm skewed by that. But I, I hope I hope they give him the ball the way he should be getting it, and he goes berserk. Go ahead, right. The over-under set at 18 and a half. Uh, David Robinson's debut. He had 27 points on 60% shooting. At the Garden. Yep. Duncan at the Garden, 25. Duncan's, okay. Duncan's unfair because he's four years in college and he came. Duncan well, walked into the league as one old. of the five best players. The Robinson, too. Here, oh, listen, I want to see moments from Wimby. Also yep. this. Folks that are going to the game, we can't have a Belmont Stakes thing part two. Oh, wow. If you see me and Brew walking around with Wilds, please right. snub us and ask Wilds for